Sure. So how, how, how do you do it? Well, what I do is I have this guy <laughs> called Jake Shaw on speed dial. <laughs> what I tend to do is just ring this guy. He's under like cloud security. What should I do? Oh, right. Yeah, That's just yeah. what I have under my phone. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah. speed dial. Cloud security guy. Ring that guy. <laughs> and then he starts telling me about. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Cloud Unplugged. This is season two, episode three. We have returned back to talk around the landing zones. Um, Jay has had time to research the answers from the previous episode. Um, well, I've also had time to uh, figure out that I said the wrong thing in, in Murphy's Law and Moore's Law, so well, which is quite relevant, I guess. So Murphy's Law is anything that will go can go wrong, will go wrong. Do you want to look at it? I'm going to look, look at my phone again. Where is Laurie? Anything that can go wrong, will go wrong. Yeah, I think you meant more um, small, wasn't it? And so I was trying to figure out which law it was and that went wrong. It's actually Moore's law that I was referring to, which is the number every two years, the number of uh, transitors, capacitors or whatever doubles every two years. Right, okay. Well, I can't remember what it was it in relation to. To be fair, um, that was episode speed one, of, wasn't it? Speed of like computing power and how and chips and everything else and how we are we just have more opportunity because there is greater advancement in technology. Right, I see. Which is grounded. But that's in not what we're talking about today, Jay, yeah. is it? So you're trying no. to get out of giving us answers if you, you've <laughs> had a lot of time and put some research. <laughs> so what we want to do is try and focus on some of the things we spoke about. So just to recap, um, we made lots of um, decisions, I think, for people saying if you if you have a certain element of scale, you've got multiple teams, you know those teams have different data requirements or there's just, just data around those delivery teams anyway for those business units that you shouldn't share things, obviously, because the risk is going to go up. Yep. Blast radius increases if something was to happen. Exactly. So split those out, split the environments out ideally as well. Simply put, non-production production, but there could be more. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's a good starting point. Then we decided that Hubspoke probably was better just because of the centricity. Exactly. Networking needs to happen somewhere. There's peering. You can end up in a bit of a peering mess not knowing what's paired with what eventually. I mean, you might even have multiple hubs. You could have, could have hub, multiple hub hubs, spoke, yeah. you know, it, it could be anything. Because I guess with, when it comes to net, net, network connectivity, there are limitations. You know, you can only have a certain number of peering connections or a certain um, range uh, or, or, or um, you can only limit the roots of the, I mean, the, the top kind of sitter uh, of your, different ranges that you have so that might be a limitation in itself mm. um there are you know numbers are finite right yeah 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 true yeah so i guess hub spoke you could have many hubs yeah many spokes yep. but at bare minimum just do one yeah exactly um and kind of get going with that then we were talking through policies azure's mutating policy this is a very long recap it's pretty much entire <laughs> podcast um and an application um kind of like regional blocking maybe you don't want people in certain areas data sovereignty yeah compliance type policies um and then we're talking about applications and like how maybe you could secure that um which you could probably do with some policies as well to a point until you get very specific into the apps yeah um there's 
other things and you were going to like obviously this is a big topic and we needed to do it justice i think was how you ended it so identity user management we haven't really spoke about yeah i guess that's a big key piece of cloud isn't it should we, should we start there so let's let's break down what it is um that uh authorized authentication and authorization what that means so um obviously authentication is getting you know knowing who you are uh so i log into something um what is that identity that is connected with me as a person um that's authentication and authorization do you want to take this one yeah it's just what you're allowed to do what you're allowed to do exactly that so but are um, we assuming then because this is aimed more i guess at people who are going to be in companies so our assumption is that b2b's i guess but, but i guess businesses that have they're bound to have an email address and a domain on that email address. Yeah. So they've already got some identity because people would need to go and get emails. They've got authentication. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, so they've got an identity in a business already that they can use to authenticate with. And and best practice is not to um, have, you know, more than um, that one, one identity, identity yeah. right? Um, so now you have the concept of single sign-on um, and kind of extending your use of that identity into the cloud providers and and everything else that that person is touching. Um, yeah. And the but, benefits, I guess, for people, I mean, single sign-on, most people are familiar with, you can sign on to things with your Facebook, that's exactly. an active single yeah. sign-on. But then it also means if you're offboarding a person and you've used the same, you only have one identity as in to authenticate with, so you might have many services, but you only have one identity that you're going to um, authenticate with those services too. That means onboarding and offboarding means it's super simple you can delete that person or disable that person now they don't have access to anything across the board multiple identities for very specific services way harder because it means you've got to go through every single service yeah identify whether that person still or does still or still does or doesn't have access to those things essentially and who those uh different identities are even related back to right so because you've got a one-to-one relationship not only do you have to figure out what how you're uh, managing the map of those relationships if you've got one to many, but then you know whether they should have least privileged access to those things at the right time. So it's it, you can tie yourself into a lot of mess. So um, authorization. Uh, so I guess when you're when you're you know you're you, we've kind of obviously said that single sign on, um, having that one identity, using that identity in cloud. How are you going to do it? Well, you obviously need to authorize. Right. Yeah, I mean, you tell. You sure. Tell how, me. how how do you do it? Well, what I do is I have this guy <laughs> called Jake Show on speed dial. <laughs> what I tend to do is just ring this guy. He's under like cloud security. What should I do? Oh, right. Yeah, That's cool. just yeah. what I have under my phone. Yeah. Nice. So I yeah, just yeah. speed dial. Cloud security guy. Ring that guy. <laughs> and then he starts telling me about, do you know authentication authorization differences? Yeah. And I'm like, absolutely not. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my friend yeah, John exactly. Shanks on the call. Are you talking about what? Murphy's Law? But anyway, so yeah authorization how do you what can people do i guess and i guess just to frame if you have lots of different accounts so we've already set the premise of some of the decisions we've all right so assume different each business unit has a team delivering it may have more than one team under the business unit but for simplicity's sake let's just assume it's a one-to-one yeah each business unit has one project that project is one team that one team delivering a business application that, and then, then each team has two accounts, a non-production and production. They could have more, but for just keeping it simple. Sure. So now access of 
varying degrees for teams to deliver in the cloud, teams to, um, I guess, access services in the cloud as well for themselves, mm-hmm. applications to access those services. What What is, like, where do you start then on managing authorization yeah. or access? I Good guess. question. And, that, and, that, and even the cloud um, vendors and, and, you know, when we talk about cloud for the sake of these conversations, we're only going to talk about the top three, right? So Google, Amazon, and Azure, um, and they have different ways of doing it. So with, with, um, Amazon, you know, you can have a single account, um, and the concept of organizations is, is still fairly new. Um, whereas with, with Google and Azure, um, that's kind of built into how they've designed their services. So Mm. you have a single identity and that proliferates accounts with Amazon, you know, you've got loads of kind of services that have been tied together to give you a similar sort of outcome, but that's not baked in from the design of it, the, the actual cloud provider itself. So, um, yeah, because they started obviously at an account, individual account level, individual accounts. Cause they've been around for 20 years or whatever. It yeah, is, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so individual accounts, and then you had this concept of organizations and what was that like five, six years ago? We always get this wrong. Yeah, so. I think probably, yeah, it probably will be about four, yeah. four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah I would exactly. Say. So, so that was a way to um, kind of vend and manage additional accounts. And then you have SSO uh, on top of that um, to give you, well, SSO, service catalog, yeah. every all of, all of, and then control tower to give you a way to um, vend accounts, give people access to those accounts, group manage group policy, things like that. Um, so, when you talk about authorization, um, we're, I guess, going to talk about the way to do it well, not all yeah. the different ways to do it. Um, because no, there because are many. there are many. Yeah. I guess the most, we're talking, always talking about scale. You know, I guess that's what we've got to factor in yeah. because anything, anything that's got a least amount of scale to it, it's obviously easy to manage, mm. right? Because less things, less stuff to do. Anything that has lots more people, lots more services, the, the minute you kind of crank up the scale factor on these stuff, the more difficult it becomes yep. for people because one thing psychologically you never want to be is a blocker to other teams. Only psychologically. Just psychologically. Just physically. physically I don't mind a being a physical blocker. She's totally fine. But just not a psychological yeah, not a psychological one. one. Yeah, not a yeah, psychological cool. one at all. <laughs> I don't mind physically stopping you getting <laughs> to your laptops so you can't do the work. Uh, but yeah, not so. I guess just being seen in the business as somebody that is slowing delivery. Yeah, um, And that's when bad decisions get made, usually is under the pressure. So people kind of, succumb to like oh I'll, I'll give you all the access you need now and then mm. i'll sort it out later right right that kind of attitude like oh like we need to go we need it we need this we need now it. so we you're like it. okay yeah. working this out granularly is going to be too complicated i've given you the permissions you can get on now i'm going to refactor that later and then they never do and they forget and then i left with permanent permissions from ages ago like all these situations yeah. that kind of happen just the to get people moving. goes out the window these people go out the yeah. window people permanent admin access yeah. that they didn't even realize or remember have it anymore exactly um how many times has that happened to you do you still have access to loads of places we should go through a little uh little tray probably unlikely i've got access to anything but yeah i mean definitely if i have i been in those situations absolutely have i made those decisions (laughs) definitely would have made those decisions because you obviously want to enable the business 
and it's always a, a trade-off on you know that's i guess that's why i was kind of saying it's psychological because it's humanistic people mm. are asking you for something yeah give them, give them and you want to you want to help them exactly yeah. right that's part of the job so then you obviously do what's helpful to somebody even if it's not great for the business <laughs> by accident like security yeah. Cool. So anyway, you authorization. You're talking about then what the right way to do it, which is what's the right way to do it. So authorization, uh, you've got two things that need to authorize in principle: uh, users and service accounts, or robots, or you know, principles, service principles, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that is a user that uses um, like me, you, what you know, Joe Blogs. Um, or a service that needs access to another service in cloud. Um, so generally speaking, um, knowing the roles that the user um, should have in the organization is like the first step. You know, are these default roles that cloud come with the right um, context or the right setup for my organization? Am I going to have sort of global administrators or um, people that are only allowed to edit different users and, and, and give them um, access or do I want to be in a bit more granular than that so I do I want um, you know am I going to protect say the network layer and say actually uh, you can have access to everything apart from components um, that touch networking because that's managed centrally and you can tie yourself up up into a bit of a mess if you don't really understand what's going on there. Um, so defining those roles is probably the first thing to do. Um, and then making sure that those roles are managed centrally. Um, so at the sort of tenant, you know, um, root account level, um, that, that type of thing. Um, and then figuring out where it is that you're, or how it is that you're going to, um, give people access to those things so whether there's some sort of identity governance inside your business where you you are you know um, you're getting approval for those for those groups if it's uh, managed through ad groups that you're in or some sort of um, centralized department that give you the right access to be able to um, associate that to the role that you have does that make sense yeah so basically you're saying have some sensible defaults of like 80 20 rule 80 percent of people probably might use roughly sensible. the same types of permissions 100 um and then if you put people in those groups as in that they're defined in your idp your identity provider be it ad ad whatever it's going to be your g suite yeah um you can then put create the groups that map those people into those and then you can exactly. use the groups to then basically map to roles yeah um that you're allowed to use roles that they might um they might have permissions, the to, permissions use, to use yeah um but they might not necessarily be active at all times because you know one of the um one of the um principles i guess um of of doing things properly is having the least level of access um so least privilege so you might have a role that you can assume into um, or escalate to, but not necessarily have it active at all times. Yeah. Um, so you you then have to have a process in place to, um, and, and there's cloud services obviously that help you do this, um, like privileged identity management or uh, STS, I guess, in, 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 in Amazon. Um, 
that give you the ability to assume into that role for a fixed amount of time. Um, and then you have access for that amount of time and then it goes away. Yeah. Yeah. So the default access that you might have if somebody was to somehow take your identity yeah. um, would mean that their default permissions would not be obviously particularly privileged. So exactly. You, but then you, you'd have to then know the roles that they're allowed to assume and then you could then just assume the role which could be privileged. But but you might, on on escalating that privilege, you might have other controls to make sure that that person... So let's say your your laptop got stolen, right? No. Um, and um, you've got some credentials saved on your... I mean, I'm not saying that you have this, but yeah. let's assume that you do. You've got some credentials saved on, on your, um, on, in your browser and you've gone, gone into the Amazon console, logged in as John Shanks, um and try to yeah this guy he's got access to everything always logging in (laughs) and doing crazy things and and so you've gone in um and you're trying to get access to the root account to do something crazy yeah because this guy's you know he's nuts yeah it's like control this guy's cloud um but you might have a policy in place this is kind of where the two you know policy and then access meet each other so you might have a policy in place that says well any any escalation to this type of role um god like account you know um admin or whatever needs um a 2fa um so um multiple factors of authentication which generally is like uh, an email or a phone or Mm. a code or something like that that you have to approve um and then you get another layer of security because um generally speaking you might also have another form of authentication on that device that gives you that code. So you have like face recognition or fingerprint IDs. So now you've literally got multiple, you've got three layers of authentication before you've been given access to the thing that you should have access to. Yeah, because the authorization piece, once you've got the permission, you've got the permissions. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you're in that group. Yeah and that group is allowed to do things and that group is just allowed to do those things yeah but the um the what you're saying is because of that then you have to put most of the stuff needs to be on the authentication side to try and limit basically the exposure of that risk to make it as hard as possible yeah for that person to kind of gain so then so then you've got authorization then which is like people and then you got authorization which might be applications that yeah. you need to then do things in the cloud especially yeah. nowadays with platforms that's true right lots of platforms kind of automate a load of things for people um so now you have like platform issues maybe i guess you could put it like that in terms of like what's about ci being a prime example yeah ci most of the time historically would have been quite privileged because you didn't really know what somebody might need to be able to do yeah right? i guess i guess you know way back when you probably didn't use least privilege in the way that it's kind of implemented and made easier to use now. So you're, you're spot on. Like you might only have one account that does CI in your whole business. Right? Yeah. I'm sure loads of loads of people have seen like Jenkins bot or something like that with like God permissions and everything. But nowadays you can be really specific about um, what uh, what access that thing has which account, which subscription, which project, whatever it has access on, and then which resources it's allowed to manage. Um, and but with, because there's a dichotomy, mm-hmm. everyone's saying, 
hey, Jay, because that's what they say. Right? <laughs> hey, Jay. Like, hey, Jay, <laughs> supposed to be infrastructure is code. What yeah. are you talking about? Us people don't do all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Code does it. CI does it. Right. So you kind of got that thing, like everything that you would have done. Yeah. You no longer are doing supposed to be infrastructure as code. Great. Right. So that means it has to mimic the amount of privileges that you would have needed. I might have had yeah. to to automate the things that you would have done manually, or who, to automate the things that who, you would have done. Who gives CIO? Who? How does it get access? That's what we're saying. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just teeing it, teeing up yeah, cool. the constraint because it's saying now you put all that effort in the humanistic side, MFAs, right, multiple devices, protect the identity because like the authorization there. Then we're saying, well, yeah, but the person shouldn't be doing that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Right. So the person isn't doing the work then. CI or some form of automation system mm. is going to be doing it. Most of the time, it's a continuous integration path um, and defined as code. Could be GitHub Actions. Yeah. Could be anything. So now knowing that, then what privileges, how do you scope the privileges for a thing that's going to be doing lots of things? Good question. Um, and where I mean, do you put the security then on that? If it's MFA'd this, magically, th I mean, yeah, exactly. This is this is, is this could have its own. Like there are there are a few solutions in this space. Um, there's, uh, I, I guess you can't really MFA a robot, right? You kind of can, but it's a bit hack very very hacky, yeah. Um, so I think in general people tend to lock it down to IP address yes, or location, yeah. but that's not multiple factors of authentication that's stopping um that's that's seeing other kind of metadata and stopping it if it's not within within the frame of what they're expecting mm. um it's not the same and you can still assume role which means that exactly. the access credential that that service account would have had so um, it's authenticating it's authenticating so but, but that's the bit we said we, yeah because yeah, the authorization thing as we were saying yeah I mean, that's just a set of permissions. Yeah, exactly. So either you need those or you don't. And you can scope them to the less amount of permissions you can possibly need. Mm. But you've still got to do the job. That yeah. thing has to give the outcome expected to... But you're, you're, I guess is. you're um, you know, you're limiting how much that thing has access to. So you're never going to have, say... But this is the Jay Kishore bot. The, the Jay Kishore bot, This is just yeah. the Jay Kishore <laughs> automation <laughs> pipeline. Exactly. So... Yeah. which you know so it would have been anything that you would have had to have done done yeah has to now live in ci's set of permissions so me as a person um i might have access to dev and prod right um Whoa. i know crazy um stop this guy um Out but control. but um a bot um because those accounts are hopefully going to be localized just to those environments then that you're not um kind of uh you don't have transit access let's let's call yeah. it transitive access to both things so um you're going to have different credentials in dev you have different credentials in prod um you might have um uh, you know different ways of, of managing those things you might even have different runners um mm. to to give it another uh, layer of security so that um any changes that you're making in dev come from a set of ips any changes that you're making in prod come from a different set of ips and then you're you're really kind of making what about sure. it's github yeah uh, well you, quite a lot of got, ips exactly <laughs> if you're using sas runners like internet, or prod, you know on-prem runners is, is completely up to you um, yeah but there are ways to does github actions allow you to run the runners 
Yeah. You don't allow for that. You yeah, can yeah, run runners inside your estate and then yep. hook in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a way better model. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think things move to be more localized to where it's going to run. Yeah. I mean, lots of CIs change pattern more to that agent style model. model. Subscribe to something. That subscription tells me what to do. Or exactly. maybe it's just Git that I'm polling or watching for yeah. directly. Agents um, should only, like, they should always be dumb right yeah like um I, I just need to connect to a thing that tells me what to do yeah. not i know what to do i have state i know you know how, yeah, i've how got full work. access hey, i've got full to access all the to things, things to be able to do everything you yeah. want me to do just tell me exactly. just tell me when yeah and i'm doing it i'm um, ready to go i i can almost guarantee you that anyone that is using jenkins has got something like that has got access like has an agent <laughs> Oh, sorry sneeze. allergic to dent yeah i'm well. allergic to security <laughs> jesus christ making me, making me sneeze <laughs> just too much glad to end this podcast soon coming out in hives so yeah if you if you've got um a, a jenkins in your environment i guarantee that agent is not as dumb as you know these these other um kind of ci tools that actually do have those principles embedded um so uh, dumb agents that don't have any tooling on the agent that don't have any access that just talk, talk back to the thing yeah so anyway we've digressed quite we have digressed bit. but it's important because we, when you talk about permissions for something it's the things things need permissions or someone needs permissions yeah. that's what it boils down to which is always complicated yeah right? it's complicated to manage that properly and to get really granular is very time consuming mm -hmm. to know exactly what somebody needs a hundred percent of the time all the time is near on impossible because things change if you've been agile and everything's moving maybe the app is moved maybe there's new services that yep. it needs to consume so times that by however many things are revolving around you quite a difficult problem to solve so it's, i think not just that not just times it by how many things are changing but how many things that you're running that you don't have an idea of that so like um nowadays there's even ways to sort of profile um access or profile what runs in a container or profile what runs in your cloud so there's all this you know um advancement that's happened in ai and ml that constantly looks at um what normal looks like mm. and makes the state of the access that that thing has what it what it should have what it's supposed to do and then it alerts on something outside of that paradigm yeah but then if it's if the service is changing then that might be legit that's what yeah, i'm saying it could be legit yeah but because then things you're, that you're assuming that everything's got to stay the same not and, the, really, and, the, I, you're, and the anomaly isn't an anomaly yeah i mean it is to it yeah but it wouldn't be an anomaly say to the team but that's a which is, is, isn't that a good, no, it's a good thing, thing. Yeah. no no it's a good thing yeah. i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying though no, it's it's learning things about good behaviors and what's abnormal and then feeding back in obviously good but i guess if you're managing access somebody's got to manage the access there's obviously a bit of a constraint in the team and you just have to accept that there will just be risk it isn't yeah. a problem you can just solve yeah. right it's not a solved problem use I this, think I do this i just solve it what huh? i'm <laughs> not sure you just solved it but definitely anomaly detection i think is good i think that's yeah. what um guard duty kind of does a similar -ish yeah, exactly, thing yeah. right it looks at patterns and then it messages you but i guess that's another reason to isolate the audit. accounts yeah, because exactly. otherwise the audit on a shared account could be a bit chaotic right you've got loads of projects using that account that makes it really hard 
to kind of find a pattern in all of that because if teams are coming in i mean you could probably and ownership and ownership right. yeah so so let's say you know it found a thing uh that um means that whatever is in that account is vulnerable um who am i going to talk to me as a person that now knows that this thing has happened because guard duty or or sentinel or whatever else has told me mm. um who who's that message go to who's that who yeah, owns which the person risk? yeah um, and that's what like team in yeah, this account yeah, exactly. responsible. and and that i guess is the like other lens of kind of making thing making sure that things are isolated um is there's not just a um uh technology specific reason for doing it it's a, a an understanding of of ownership and risk and everything that's attached to everything that's running in that account yeah um, that, yeah because thinking i mean security is a big topic but the decisions you're making now define the future. Mm. So unless you can get out of those decisions really easily, exactly right. So like once everyone's live, it might have been made loads of sense because you're like, I don't know, and you you could be like project one, project two. You're the first person delivering, helping deliver some of these projects, and another project sprouts up, and you're like, well, I've kind of already got all the account, oh, I've got God, all the infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. Really easy for me to like just give you some environment within this infrastructure I've already got. Yeah. And timelines are short, and you're dev at the moment, so yeah. like, why not? Like, yeah, let's just get you. Which you might not even go live with it, right? So you kind of start a little yeah. bit on that premise, and then they are live, and you're like, oh, we're kind of sharing the accounts. <laughs> um i'm talking about jay kasher's past um history here this is just Never by the way that, i'm just I, he's got a book out um, this guy keeps, <laughs> keeps doing this um this is not me this is very much jay's yeah. life story um and then before you know it obviously you, you're kind of in this situation and then you're right everyone's share permissions are all over the place because lots okay. of different people yeah. need access to the accounts for different reasons profiling makes it hard and then you're getting random, something goes wrong. Who do you even inform? Who's re who's responsible? How do you find out what went what went wrong? Because there's so much audit in there. So like tracing it back is a nightmare. Not just things go wrong, but because you've now got this weird, like almost operating model of two, pe two teams in each account, then they psychologically aren't, you know, like you were saying earlier, they're not going to want to affect the, the other account, right? So let's say they spot something that's a bit weird because um, you do, you, you know, you go go for people's accounts and you're like, ah, oh, that's a weird looking VM. Um, it's got, a, you know, default name and default weird security group attached to it. That's open port 22 to 0000, whatever. I'm not going to question it because, you know, there's someone else that's in my account. You just and assume. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it must it be okay. Sense. It must be yeah. okay. You know, it's fine. The, yeah, exactly. exactly. Whatever, whoever did it, it makes sense yeah. to whatever it is they were needing to do. And, and now you've literally just created like shadow IT because mm. you don't know the confines of which the thing that you own is being used. Or the risk to your project you're working on. Exactly. Because you're like, well, I'm assuming it's fine, but I don't really know. So basically, just stop sharing accounts. So we just put it stop out it. there. Stop, stop sharing it. accounts. Yeah. If, you've got, if you're sharing one right now, you're, stop yeah. immediately. Do, you, do, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Isolate those accounts right now. Um, otherwise, Jay's going to hack you. Don't, don't think I've ever heard you be so aggressive. <laughs> do it right now. Well, it's because, you know, you kept saying um, everyone's going to get hacked last time. <laughs> so it's probably somebody's attacked right attacked. now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think just for these reasons, though, sometimes just 
you know, just stop doing the wrong things because it's not. But I, you know, I mean, there's many ramifications to, there, to this. To there the... are, but on the, and it sounds weird me saying this, but on the empathetic side of things, there's so many different ways to do things, and people don't necessarily know. Oh no, I'm not right? saying they know. That's why we're saying exactly. Don't don't so, do yeah, yeah. don't do it because it's complicated it's and harder than it needs to be. That's 100%, it. Yeah. If you make a simple choice up front. And your life becomes simpler because everything's isolated. You don't yes. have those worries. Yeah. I actually know the audit. Like just thinking a little bit upfront. You might not have known. I'm not saying I expect everyone to know. Obviously, the experience counts for a lot. Well, it's moving. But... It's moving. Um, so you know, in that po- in in that um, uh, situation, you talked about why it was easy for for that team two to use yeah, that one in that... the Jay Kishore novel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> team, novel team, of security to mistakes use that made. Project, project one account, right? So um in 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 that scenario, instead of fixing the right thing, which is creating new accounts and making it really easy to onboard a new thing using um a known path or whatever they go for the shortcut which is just give me access to the thing that i already have yeah make sure it's got full permissions as well please yeah exactly full permissions i you know you can't block me yeah um so how do you fix that thing how how do you make it really really easy to get accounts do you know just well they give you ways of automating them now so yeah right yeah so i mean it is easy so well within reason it's easy obviously it's it's custom potential custom engineering you know, or you can if if there's DSLs around there and certain tools that support it, I think yeah. they support most. Um, but it's still, it's still fairly new, so even it is it is very new in some places. Some of the exactly. APIs are actually really new, yeah. Um, and then some of them are less so new, but aren't the full thing. I think in Amazon, obviously, Control Tower, which didn't mm. have an API at all. Um, but then there are ways of automating it. But then the subscriptions, and then there's tenants. You can automate those things um not tenants subscriptions yeah subscriptions sorry and resource groups um not tenants yeah um but yeah so i think and projects again obviously that's all you can automate those in google so it's always been there google had ways of doing it all of all of the automation was already there yeah Um, but you still need to think up front i think these things these types of conversations because you can still be in a in a better model but with bad practice Mm right because it doesn't mean you might not have mfa anywhere right and just have an identity you know and shared that's it. identity oh yeah, you, yeah oh you could even have a shared identity exactly. even, yeah again that you could yeah even worse the yeah worst of all worlds yeah sharing yeah. the identity so there are other ways to still not get it right but i think um yeah it's best just to make those decisions so okay we've covered account structure Ac- to a certain degree account structure, user management user management roles roles um and then policies i think policies we covered in the last episode i don't think we talked about putting preventative policies in because everything we're talking about infrastructure is code which people are going to be doing um and that is good obviously audit get preventative is a is an interesting i guess it's but failing where you're, fast right yeah. knowing you've made a mistake before you yes exactly before it's become a problem is yeah. the thing isn't it and that's the good thing about testing first is, yeah test not just that it works but test the fact that it's secure Mm -hmm. um and that it meets your policies and then if it doesn't then you can change it so it does and then go and deploy yeah um you've made a decision about the thing early enough yeah yeah exactly that so you're informed um and then centralizing policies is the other thing um which i don't think many people do because obviously you can have policies that 
you know you can check things in the standards and there's things like check off etc but i think most might just have them local to their own repositories mm. and not necessarily have centralized up so yeah. that it's like the same policies are being checked everywhere and used everywhere yes. and versioned in the right way and then you've also got i guess the onus of you know even if you do centralize the um the where those policies are stored you've now got the onus of the teams to implement the check against those policies on every single thing that they do right yeah. so there's so many different layers that aren't necessarily uh, enforced where this could go wrong yeah um, there is um so it's uh, it's another big topic that i guess we need to oh you need to do some into. more research <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna i was actually gonna give you some time to research oh really it, you want it, me to research it feels like you know you uh have some gaps in this i don't know i mean you know we all know that you're sharing your identity <laughs> i think that's covered on i actually have uh john john shanks pass one two three um it's no, actually like, capital yeah. p password yeah, as well sorry. one two three so yeah, yeah, you know exactly. it's pretty secure so or, or change me with a exclamation yeah, mark at the yeah end. change yep. me and a three and a three yeah oh, right. but the me yeah yeah, right, yeah cool, i put yeah. a number in there nice nice um yeah okay so i guess there's more topics i don't think we'll cover we can cover this that one in, in another episode yeah let's do that. um and talk more about those things but um cool i guess it's been good to talk about security landing zones hopefully people found some value in some of the things we've said if you've got questions please reach out as well yeah, or exactly. things you didn't even agree with like murphy's law or <laughs> Moore's Moore's law. law. <laughs> be good to hear from you actually so if you do have anything that um you know you want to correct me or john on because you know we're human and fallible um or you'd uh, just like to like for us to talk about something that you're interested in give us a shout cool. obviously in cloud and security and that type of world <laughs> yeah all right great Thanks, stay everyone. tuned speak to you soon bye bye